It's the Paul Patterson and Tom Scallon podcast show. They're talking the walk and not about sloppy, sloppy Joes. So, talking walk, talk, talking walk. Talking walk, talk, talking walk. Talking walk, talk, talking walk show. Welcome to episode 49 of Talking the Walk. Misty May is the name of this episode. I am Paul Patterson. And I'm Tom. I had to wear my reader's scallon. <laughs> and I'm Jenna Carpuck. Um, first time guest, seventh <laughs> time listener. <laughs> right? And can, I, and can I say... The, the pre-conversation, you know, the, the pre-production meeting, she's insulted me twice already. <laughs> so it should be a fun episode for everyone at home. Happy to be here. Um, like to thank Jake Brown, original music, Bailey Bishop and her original artwork, Tyler Stanley, social media, Jill Martin, fact checker, and then of course, Jeff Gravy, marketing. Um, little, little side note before we get too far into this, um, Jenna did ask, what happens if I swear? And I said, don't worry about it. I'll just, I'll just mark it with an E for explicit. Uh, and, and Scallon has done it on several occasions. So she, she seemed to be very relieved with that information on that. So, Hey, I, every time I've said it, it has been in context. Okay. I mean, you, whatever you want to use to cover it, I'm just, I'm, I was helping make her feel better about the fact uh, that if she does slip up, it's, it's happened. Mr. Bay sure he did. He did. And I do believe I put an E on that one. Um, so I, I know that everybody is, is always so excited and I can't wait for you to ask me, uh, what is this again? Um, which is awesome. My, my watch update, 26 days in the month of May and I'm 26 for 26. Jenna, where are you at? You have a different goal. My challenge watch. is way harder than yours. Oh my I'm gosh. This is not a contest. Where are you? About it. She's feeling competitive. I am. I have to walk 5.1 miles a day for the rest of the month. And then I'll meet it. Piece of cake. Well, it is because I've worked getting, hard. Yeah. Well, she's getting it done because she's taking her office hours and planning period and walking the whole time. I mean, kids haven't I had am. a science lesson planned for the last two months. That's true. Yeah. I do, at, I do answer some emails. Oh, that's good. On my walks. Oh. <laughs> that's helpful. Um, um, so tell me, tell me, what is it that you're doing on your watch? Grad party update. You asked this last week. He asks it every week, Jenna. He does it and it's fun. Um, <laughs> grad party update. Sad news. There is only one grad party that I made over the weekend that is, um, that had Costco chocolate cake. Only one. I was very frustrated with that, but is what it is. And I did in, eat a corner piece um, with lots of frosting. So I was pretty excited about that. I think we could have a whole show on the decision to go for the corner piece or no, I don't want too many calories. I'm just going to go for like a middle piece instead of a side piece. Cause I think there's a lot of thought people go in. They, they really think they're saving themselves by saying, I'm not going for the corner when I think there's no real calorie caloric difference. 
I think I, I think it all but, comes down to people's ability to be able to withstand that much chocolate and sugar. <laughs> really, is what it comes down to. And what do you, do you remember the old days when Costco had those those huge balloons that were like four inches of straight um, frosting? If you could get those close to a corner, and I could get that and a corner piece <laughs> along with the balloon, oh heavens, absolute heaven. But the reason that they haven't been at grad parties is because they don't have the big ones anymore. Like well, during COVID, they stopped making like the 48 person ones. So that's why you haven't seen them. I saw one well, and I ate some of it. I think that's totally true that the trick to the thing then, Jenna, would be to order two. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, good math. Not as efficient. The, uh, the high school will have one on Tuesday morning. We'll have a chocolate Costco cake for our end of the year um, celebration for the teachers that are leaving and, and uh, the one that we have that's retiring. Well, I'm not having any because I don't like chocolate Costco cake. You know what? Grab a corner piece and I'll eat it for you. Just like Mel <laughs> does to the kids at grad parties. <laughs> that's the truth. Yeah. There you go. Are you ready for your questions? Okay, first one. Is there anything that you are like extra judgy on? Like you see it and you're and you're like, I can't let that go, and I don't know why it bothers me so much. I'll give you Wait, two examples for me. Yeah. Can we can time out? Is this about me judgy about you, or is this about anything? You can be judgy about me. What do I care? So yes, it's anything. It's your it's your your answer. So for me, the first one. If I see someone parked on a hill or an incline of any sort and their tires are facing the wrong direction, I don't know why that bothers me so much, but it does. And then I laugh. I laugh too because they don't turn their steering wheel the correct way to get their tires to go the way that they're supposed to. That's the first one. I, I think the way cars are uh, constructed now, that's not really an issue. I agree. Well, being a 46-year-old, I still remember when you were taught how to do that when you parked on an incline. <laughs> Number two, for me, stopping at stop signs. Very judgy on that. I don't know why, but I am. I feel like... So based on your reaction, Jenna Carpuck, you don't stop very well at stop signs. That's it. Thank you for that. So good thing I don't drive around you very I well. mean... Do you two have anything that you are like extra judgy on? Well, time out. I want to say, I think we could do a whole episode on a four-way stop because you don't want to have the guy wave you on. You don't want to have, you know, if you're the waving person, you're like, I'm not going to move because they're waving me because you think that person is like trying to control the situation. And now you're judgy about if they just roll through the stop sign, California, you know, California stop. What other things would you like to share about stop signs? I think we could have a whole episode about this. I think they're just pet peeves of mine. How do you do at a roundabout? That's my question. Ooh, <sighs> I struggle. I struggle. Lots, of, lots, of, lots of anxiety when I hit the roundabouts. Yeah. <laughs> no stopping. Everybody's going. Thank goodness I wasn't yeah, in the car at Big, Big Ben. ben. <laughs> Big Ben and uh, European vacation. Thank goodness I wasn't there. All right, could, so do you look. Big Ben again, sorry. Do you two have either, either of you have an example? 
What was the question I was making fun oh of? Oh my gosh. Is there anything <laughs> that you're extra judgy on? I, gosh, I really work not to be judgy, but I know I'm really judgy on some things. The amount of salt on a, uh, um, a batch of fries from McDonald's. I'm not judging on that. More salt's better. If it's not enough. Oh, well, that, okay, yes. Yeah, my wife disagrees with me that, on that wholeheartedly when it comes to the boys, but we sneak some salt in here and there. Me too. I'm the same. I'm the same. Jenny, you got anything? I don't know. I can't think of anything. That's kind of a weird question. So you got to okay. give me a couple. Well, thank you. Thank you for uh, pointing that out. Here we go. Okay, Moving so on to the I'm, second. I'm, no, I'm, I'm judging on... Uh, uh, total lack of reflection and one-sidedness. Like you think, like you think your opinion is the only opinion that's right. Okay. Fair. You're frozen. Are we ready for question number two? <laughs> is that a yes? Ready for question number two? Seems out, Jenny. It was so odd that you couldn't answer it. <laughs> Favorite. Thing or things about the end of the school year? What do you got? Oh, he's gone. Okay. Yeah. Um, the amount of time, favorite things about the end of the school year, the amount of time I get to spend like one-on-one -on -one with students or not one-on-one -on -one maybe, but just checking in with them, like on a more personal level, I guess, those kids that are struggling or whatever. I just love this time of year because there's not as many distractions. There's not as many kids all over the place. That's my number one right now. That's what I'm loving. Um, and then, I don't know, I guess I could just be cheesy and say I get to spend a lot of time with my daughters really soon. Okay, that's good. That's good. I love, so we're talking about favorite things um, or thing about the end of the year. And I, I love semester test time um, and the odd thing about semester tests now at this point in time is, is how few of people actually bring kids in during semester test time compared to what we used to do. I mean, everybody gave a, you know, a hundred question test and, you know, used the whole time and everything. And now we have, we have gone more project-based and we have, you know, gone away from that side of things. But I, I like the fact that it's a little bit more college feel, you know, as far as, if you've got everything taken care of, you don't have to come in. If you don't, then you come in and you work on it. And there's a little bit more autonomy for the kids. And I, and I, I enjoy that. I also, um, I love the long lunches. Makes you feel like a, a, a true working class person, a business person, um, having a longer lunch and the ability to go for a longer lunch. Those are my favorite ones. And Tater Tot Tuesday, whenever we have those, which we had one yesterday. Scan, what do you so got? I, things I love. So when I when I told you things that I feel judgy about, I got kicked out. I don't know if that's judgment by God or what, but um, the Zoom world was judging. I'm I'm really excited when it's done because you go through a week of chasing seniors to make sure they've got everything done, and then um, rightfully so. But teachers bring these kids haven't done uh, haven't shown up for their test or done X and and that's fine. They give me names to call and they should. So I'm not complaining about that. I'm just saying when it's all done, I'm just like, yay. It's not necessarily my favorite time because uh, when things go wrong, 
we get parent phone calls and I want to try to protect our teachers and at the same time uh, try to get the kids in and get stuff done. And at this, and and for you, obviously, a much different um, perspective when it comes to end of the year things. You know, with with graduation on the line, awards night on the line, uh, and then you know making sure people get their grades turned in and making sure that all the reports are taken. I mean, all the things that your office and and Chris have to handle are are different than ours. You know, when it comes to that, and and, and especially different when you're talking the at risk world, um, as far as what we have to do and and what we don't have to do. Um, when it comes to all that stuff. So I can appreciate the excited when it's over piece of it. Anything else from you too? Did you have any, did you want to go back to the judgy thing or are you good? We can move on. I can go to the confession. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm I figured you would. Um, Confessional is going to feel like judgy thing. So let's do it. Okay. So I'm in. Here's the first one for, and this is a repeat and I apologize, but it's that time of year again. Um, I get overly anxious when it comes to signups. Numbers are a big deal to me. And I know that they shouldn't be, but they are a big deal to me. And it, 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 it's every time, you know, and I, I am constantly harping on Katie about updating the spreadsheet with new signups and I'm constantly checking it and um, reminding people to sign up. And you came to the meeting, but you didn't sign up. I need you to sign up. You are telling everyone else to sign up, but you haven't signed up yourself. I mean. I am, I'm all over the kids that I know that are playing football. If you don't want to play football, I'm not, I don't really care. I'm going to move on to somebody that I know is, but the numbers always have me very oh, yeah. anxious. I would agree. Sometimes it feels like a Amway sign up, you know, pyramid scheme when it comes to, you just want numbers signed up. But do you remember our conversation today where you're yeah. like, we have 126 people signed up or 123 yep. people signed up. And I'm like, allegedly, you're like, no, look, there's 123 <laughs> and it was bothering you greatly because yes. i know i know that bothers you yeah so that's kind of a judgy thing on your part thank you um we now have 126 signed up and i know there are several that are not so hopefully we'll get back up to that range and of course it really causes a lot of anxiety when we i think the first time we she ran the numbers in the spreadsheet we were like 84 or something like that. That almost caused me to need the AED um, from down the down the hall. But we're back up. I'm happy about that. Second one. Um, not that anybody in this house doesn't know it, but I am wholeheartedly a procrastinator. So I'd share that with the world or so the 78 people who are listening. After how many episodes? 60 episodes you've decided to finally share your procrastinator 48 40 well the only and the, the only reason i i shared the procrastination piece today was because I, I did our calendar on monday night um and i i don't like doing the calendar which could have also been a confessional um trying to plan out from may through november every day that you're together you know what are you doing on monday what are you doing on tuesday what are you doing on wednesday what are you doing on thursday and is it August 2nd or is it September 14th that you're doing something? And having that all planned out is, is um, a lot of work and I don't enjoy it. Therefore, I put it off as long as I possibly can. So that's it. Those well, are my you, know, you, could, you, could, you could create a Google calendar to share the link to it. 
be able to adjust whatever you want and you wouldn't have to type all that in into your 1978 calendar. It's a Palm desktop calendar. With your readers. It's, awesome. it's, a, it's a Palm desktop. Yeah. Who, it's awesome. Who still has that? Me. How obviously. does that software still work? Obviously. I don't know. I hope that when they update um, computers or I get a new one that I can still get it on there to, to work. I love it because it is completely separate from my my other Google Calendar that I like to not have anybody see. I don't like to have anybody. And you're going to please tell me, share with me all the ways that I could keep everything hidden from everybody. I'm ready. Can't wait. We could do a whole podcast episode on ways in which you could do a Google Calendar and make sure that no one sees the things that you don't want them to see. I would. I bet we get like one thousand listens on that. No, <laughs> half our because our entire staff could hear that thing. Uh, no one cares. I don't think anybody from our staff listens. All right, Jenna, you're up. You have, Jenna, you have to confess. What do you got? Got anything? Carpet. Um, she's got to have some Catholic in there somewhere. What'd you say? I said you got to have some Catholic in there. Some. I do. Yes, I, I'm good at confession. Okay. Catholic. You just said you're good um, so, at confession. <laughs> okay. I mean, I always can come up with that. I, I can't always come up with something <laughs> judging people on. Okay, but this is kind of a judgment too. So that really, really bothers me when people procrastinate. Like, I'm very, um, like, on top of things and need things to be done like six months in advance. So you asked me to be a host on the podcast, like, I don't know, last week, three days ago or something. Yep. And you sent me an invite two hours ago, Yeah, two hours ago. That stresses me. Out. Um, you should be very, on my end very stressful. stressed out but, whether or not the co-host is going to actually join you. What? Yeah, I just threw you under the bus. When I joined you every time on Monday, you told me I'm out. Yeah. I got too much going on. I can't do it. And then today at 1 PM, you send me a text. Hey, what time are we podcasting tonight? Uh, 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 you left my office saying it's up to me. So at one o'clock today, I said, this is, I'm good. <laughs> okay. So I have parameters on notice. I mean, okay, you, anyway. should have, you should have another confessional of don't be rude to Tom. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jenna. Um, I feel like I do need to say, I'm sorry for always making fun of your readers. I am sorry. <laughs> okay. But like, that's a good one. One of the first times we met though, we <laughs> talked to you, <laughs> you talked about, and you brought this up. But you talked about how like your first year at the school was when I was born, like the year that I was born. So that is your own fault. But I'm still like, I still do feel badly about it. Well, you don't have to feel bad. I mean, the science department <laughs> outside of Chris Kurt is 12. I mean, there's. <laughs> and although I don't picture myself that way mentally, I realize that I'm really old, so. Thanks for moving me along in my life process. <laughs> I got 25 years left at best. <laughs> no. 
but honestly about the about the non-procrastinate is there like a word that's the opposite of procrastinating I don't know but I'm just really really diligent organized diligent organized and I it makes people mad though sometimes um like people that are not like that that I have to work like with on something (laughs) um Chris Kurt doesn't appreciate (laughs) that I like to have the whole unit like printed out that's <laughs> okay like, we're, i guess we're I airing his name it's okay airing grievances. Um, but no he i tell him that all the time i'm just like i have to have things figured out there's so much unexpected that pops up in the day-to-day that i just need to have my ducks in a row and if they're not i get stressed okay scott you got a <laughs> confessional um no okay <laughs> Jenny, you got another one? You good? Okay. We're going to go to I, I feedback. Feel like, I feel like this could be pretty cathartic. She, I mean, anything else you got to get off your chest? I'm good. We have three people that gave us feedback. First one was Criswell right away. As soon as he started listening, he sent me a text and wanted to know if that was a burp snart um, that uh, Jill had when she, when the episode first started, you know, when she coughed. Um, so he was, he was curious about that. And then he sent me the clip of, um, Kevin James from, uh, uh, what is it? Grownups too, is what he sent me, which is pretty funny. Um, Chad, which is Chad Martin, uh, owner of the dance Avenue. He is also a 2002 graduate of Norwalk high school and a freshman football coach for us and the brother of our most recent guest, Jill Mark. I'm listening to Jill's episode of your podcast. How did she not know Brenton League was a bank? How did she not know Brenton was a bank? Don't know. The dad of our good friends and neighbors growing up there, um, the Kneppers uh, work there. So I'm not sure, Jill, you'll have to figure that one out as to how you didn't know. Also, I also played and I was 12 or 14 years old and then you know, I had a kid that could dunk at that age. Roger was our coach too, we sucked. And then the last one, also, she fell into a fairly thick Wisconsin accent as the, as the conversation progressed. Interesting. And so I called her a chameleon to Chad when I responded back. And I have no idea how she did not know that it was a bank. Zero idea. Um, Dennis Burra sent uh, um, one. And he just said, again, thank you so much for coming out. Uh, last Friday meant a lot. And he thought for sure that you and I, Scallon, were going to mention the popcorn chicken as one of our favorite dishes um but we did not and then he said that uh when it comes to sheet cakes anything less than a corner piece would be uncivilized those are our three pieces of feedback do you have well, any, does anybody feed, give you feedback it's easy for dennis to say because he's like six foot four and a large man so he can eat all the corner pieces he wants you know you and i eat that and we gain six pounds right there <laughs> and and i'll be honest with you if it's costco cake i have a tough time caring that I gained six pounds eating a piece of corner, a corner piece from that. Um, did you get any feedback though, Scallon? Did anybody give you any feedback? Um, no. So the, the, as much as you enjoy asking me to repeat what it is that my challenge is every, every episode, I enjoy asking you if you have a confessional and if you got any feedback. So those are the two things that I love doing. I don't know if I love them as much as you asking me about my watch, but 
still pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if our public really knew that we liked doing a podcast and japping at each other the whole time. I don't know if anybody picked up on it. It's pretty fun. So high school sports, rugby, they're done. Talked about that last time. Tennis is done. Talked about that last time. Golf, girls did not have anybody make it through. Um, individual or team wise track is done. And of course, last weekend was the, uh, the state track meet and, and what an awesome showing both boys and girls. And we had our first state champion in a long, long time um, in track. And it was on the girls side, Claire Farrell won, um, which was, which was really exciting. And I think the girls finished what they finished ninth uh, overall in 4A. So um, just an awesome weekend by both the boys and the girls at Drake for state track. Um, no, wait. Oh, sorry. There was a tweet that came out and said Farrell was the first state champion in Norwalk history. Pretty sure Jenny Clark won. Well, long jump. Oh, was it long? So maybe they meant the first running event? Could be. Could be. Because then uh, Val Eklov won the shot put, I do believe. That's true as well. Yeah. Back in the mid-90s. Um, if I remember correctly. So, yeah, so that, I just didn't know if they were, you know, differentiating between field events and track events. And... Had to be, had to be the running side. If, if they were saying it, that, and maybe that's the way that they were, they were proposing it. Um, did you want to talk about your last game boys wise? Well, not really. Okay. I mean, we got scored on with 19 seconds left in the game to take it to, overtime and uh, like I told you the first overtime um, they pressed us and then the second overtime we responded and pressed them and uh, then we lost in you know penalty kicks and so it's a hard way to go out but it's it's kind of our season you know where we had opportunities to put the game away prior to that and uh, we're you know we're pretty strong defensively but we just can't finish our opportunities when they're there that it, it gets even tougher when Urban Bell loses to Johnston, three to two. Uh, the next next game, you know, uh, Urban Bell was up 2-0, and I felt like I felt like that was the run we could make. Um, but it didn't That's work out. Talked about. Yeah, it didn't work out, and we have a good strong group coming back. Have you know some huge place uh, pieces to replace. If I get to do that, I don't even know if I get to do that. I mean, I've got to clear that with DT, but. I think the, the one not, thing that is uh, that, you know, when, when you talk about the boys soccer season, it, it wasn't like you were losing five to one, you know, it, it, even the games you were winning were tight and it was, you know, you, you take your goal, goal differential, right. Wins and losses. And, and, and they're probably even as far as what you had in the wins versus what you had in the losses. And, and that generally means you're in every game. It's just a matter of does the ball yeah. bounce the right way. Lots of lots of teams were that you know guys that we know, um, and Krolik has kind of a large coaching tree that's been underneath him that have spread out and are coaching in the metro. And lots of them are like, well, we don't want to see you just because, you know, if you can play defense in soccer, you can be around. Right um, now, as far as the girls, they're rolling. I mean, they're looking strong. Yeah, and beat ADM last night three nothing. ADM they're ranked and yep. they'll get seated in, you know, the sub, well, they're already seated in the sub states, but they'll see ADM on the other side. The girls get a good chance of, uh, good chance of, if they can get to state, because it's always tough to get there, they got a good chance of 
putting themselves in a chance to win it. They will. They, they have a bye tomorrow night. And then next week they play the winner of tomorrow night's game of Boone and Hoover. And then predicting, you know, not knowing, but trying to predict the other side, ADM should come out of the other side for the substate final. So um, looks, looks promising. How does that sound? Is that fair to say that? Yeah. Um, softball, ADM, one last ADM's a good side. So you don't yeah. ever, you know, it's always tough to play them and then a week later play them because if somebody watches film, you can start to analyze what our girls do. But did, did softball beat Southeast Polk last night? I did not see any tweet about that. I thought I thought they did. And I thought baseball won both against Roosevelt, 10 0 and 5 4. But I don't remember seeing anything about softball. And Roosevelt had just beat Valley, or no, they split in a doubleheader versus Valley. Anybody know the answer to the Southeast Polk score? Nope. Yeah, okay. Um, that's it for high school sports, unless either of you have anything else to add high school sports. We good? We good? Okay, moving on. Non-sponsor, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Our non-sponsor tonight, Fizzes in Carlisle. Do you know how much that pained me to pick a Carlisle place? But I did that in honor of our of our episode 49 guest. Fizzes. What can you tell us about Fizzes, Jenna? Um, well, you don't say it fizzes. <laughs> well, how do you how, you just you just say fizz? Like that's not so I'm going it's to fizz. Just fizz. So it stands for you know what it stands for? No. Absolutely. Okay, no it stands idea. for Fogels. Fogels are the owners. Ice cream, subs, salads, I think. Do and, you know what it stands um, for? Yes, I do. I, I thought I did. Uh, the ice cream is the only important part, though. Best ice cream ever. Um, they are just, well, for a long time, they were the only, not the only business in Carlisle, but like basically the only place where you could go somewhere, you know, after a game or before a game, whatever, and get any sort of a meal. Um, and now we have a couple of other places, um, but just like your classic hometown ice cream place, they've made some updates. They've got a new owner in the last few years. Um, and it's, it's really, nice. you should stop in sometime. Oh yeah. It sounds like next year when the girls make state and volleyball, you should take them all to Fizz's. Don't go to the local Norwalk place. Just go, go to Carlisle. That sounds wonderful. That would be nice considering we had to play Carlisle in sub-state last year. Um, that would be not very nice of me to do. And she just corrected me on it's not fizzes. It's just fizz. Just fizz. So yeah, gonna, you, I'm going to say fizzes all the time, and I'm probably going to say fizzes sucks. <laughs> so how do you show possession? When you, when you say you're getting a sandwich from fizz. <clears throat> okay, no, good can question. Can you say fizz's sandwich? Fizz's ice cream? No, it's just a fizz sandwich because it's like what I, when I that's why I told you what it stands for because it's Fogel's like F-O-G-L-E apostrophe S. That's the possession. But they don't own it anymore. They just, okay, so you don't change the name just because. <laughs> okay, so it is just, it's, it's a fizz sandwich. It's a fizz ice cream. And it's actually like 
the things that they make that are similar to a blizzard at Dairy Queen, they're called a fizz. So like my order right now, it changes from time to time every couple of years, but right now it's a strawberry cheesecake fizz, which is like okay. kind of like, it's a blizzard basically. Okay. Well, fizz, we appreciate you uh, being our non-sponsor of tonight's episode. Awesome. I, I have a, I have a confessional. Yes. Okay. It, it feels like our younger coaches really don't understand what a rivalry is. <laughs> well, sometimes I, sometimes I think we need to sit down on, you can't love things that are loved by your rival. Like this is. Well, let's ask this question. I'm not the one that made it the sponsor. Let's ask this question. Are you ready? Yes. Jenna, where do you currently live? I live in Carlisle. But where specifically in Carlisle do you live? Why do you need to know that? I'm trying to help Scanlon understand why it's hard for you, difficult for you to let go of your Carlisle connection. Oh, I bought my parents' house. So I live in the house that I grew up in. And it's, uh, <laughs> I love it. I'm never moving. So just, to, just to help you a little bit with that. I, I don't mind that she lives there, but. But I'm not allowed to gonna, buy you're gonna need, Yes, you're going to need to stop loving. You can't buy a car there by the local dealership. You can't run on that little dirt track thing that they have. Just if you keep going by fizzes out of town. <laughs> it's not dirt. And it's okay. <laughs> Are we ready to, to. Move on from our non-sponsor, or you want to keep going? We good? I'm, no, I'm totally ready. I'm totally ready. Misty ready. May is the name of our episode. And the reason why I went with Misty May is because she is an absolutely phenomenal volleyball player. And we have our head volleyball coach on, who also played a little volleyball. And you'll figure out a little bit more about that when we get to Criswell's Corner. However, Misty May, in the meantime, is a three-time Olympic gold medalist in beach volleyball partnered with Carrie Walsh Jennings the two have dominated beach volleyball like no other team at one point the duo won 101 straight matches in 18 professional beach tournaments in a row and in 1998 Misty May trainer was MVP and led the Long Beach State 49ers to a national championship with an undefeated season so I just thought I'd help you with that a little bit as to why we picked Misty May as the name of this episode okay so with that, we are now jumping into Criswell's Corner, and we're going to hear a little bit more about old Jenna Carpuck. And obviously, you know where she lives. She shared that with you already. So take it away. All right. So a little bit about me. I grew up in Carlisle. Big shock. Um, I, you just said you bought your parents' house. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. That's just where you start. You start with where you grew up. Okay. So I grew up in Carlisle. We get it. Um, went to Briarcliff University in Sioux City. What uh, year did played... you graduate from Carlisle? Oh, okay. We're doing the age thing right away. 2011 is when I graduated okay. from Carlisle. Went up to Sioux City, went to Briarcliff. Um, Played volleyball there was my primary sport. Did some high jumping for the track team. Um, 
majored in biology and psychology because I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, married a healing boy right after college. Brought him back to Des Moines. Um, worked in a uh, chemistry lab setting for like three years. Um, had my first daughter and then decided lab life is not for me. Started coaching somewhere else besides Norwalk and loved it. And I wanted more of it. I needed more of it. Went back for my master's at Simpson um, while I was working. Did you, did you, did you just do volleyball when you got back into, when you started coaching or did you do volleyball and track or I, volleyball, basketball? What did you, what I, did you only coach did, I only did volleyball. Okay. Yep. Okay. I did. What did, just what did you high jump in college? What did I high jump? Like what was the height? Yep. Um, well, it's like in meters, so I don't know exactly, but it was like five, four and a half ish. Not very, like not anywhere in placing at all. It was just, I wasn't, I wasn't very <laughs> competitive in college. And then I tore my ACL. So I only high jumped for three years, but, um, so where were we? Okay. So I only started, I was only coaching volleyball. Okay. Um, started coaching for club and then school and then went back. I'm, so I'm getting my master's for about two years. And then I got this job at Norwalk teaching chemistry and um, was still coaching for another school, freshman level. And then um, this head coach position opened up last year. Uh, I missed the other daughter though. I forgot to throw her in the story. I have two daughters. <laughs> one of them is gonna be five in September, Lucy, and one of them is just turned two, Eleanor. So I have those little nuggets running around. Um, and then I started coaching. So I started took the head coach position last summer. Um, so this COVID thing was my first season. So I am a second year coach now, technically. That's where I'm at. What uh, what's what, your connection? What What's your connection to Norwalk? Um, well, when I was at Simpson, I, um, my professor was Shannon McLaughlin, and he set up a practicum for me with Sarah Coleman, who was the longtime chemistry teacher. Um, so I was in her classroom a lot, and then she ended up uh, taking a little bit of an early retirement. So I got her position. Oh, and now awesome. here you are. Yeah. Yeah, what a way to start your uh, coaching head coaching career in amidst yeah. the pandemic. Um, and as Al would say, COVID <laughs> with an E. It's C-O-V-E-D, um, COVID when, when it yes. comes to that. That, that is it's kind of a, a, a very unique um, start to your career. It is, but I mean, at least I didn't, I didn't know any different, so. Yeah, that's all good. Scanlon, any questions about the uh, Frizzles Corner? Are you good? No, I was really excited to hear uh, Simpson College in there. Of and, course. And learning from Mr. McLaughlin is always a good thing. Oh, yeah. So now on to the Papa Burger section. We're going to go teacher who is a head coach in, in the building. Right, so it, as if we recap just real quick, the, the three things that we've got going on. One, we've got teacher 
head coach not in the building, we have, which was last week with Jill. This week we have teacher, head coach in the building with Jenna. And then next week we will have non-teacher, not in the building, head coach, and, and hear their perspective on all the things that we talked about last week. And so it's not a shock as to what you're going to hear about, right? The, the topics are all going to, and the questions are all going to be the same, um, but the answers will be different, I think. I hope they'll be different, a little different perspective for everybody that's listening, and especially you, Michelle Flores. So here we go. Talking about relationships, part two. What is or what are the biggest benefits to being in the building as the head coach? I mean, it kind of depends on how long you want me to talk because I could go on. We could have a whole episode on the benefits. Well, let's, um, let's at least get started on, on them okay. and see where we end up time-wise. <laughs> um, okay. Biggest thing is just literal proximity, right? I mean, I'm right there. Um, I am lucky enough to teach. I teach all sophomores, but I've had, I guess, two of our classes now. Um, so I've taught about half of them for chemistry and science. Um, so that is really good. That's a lot of extra time with them and just getting to know them like as students and see what kind of leaders they are in the classroom. Um, just getting a different interaction with them. Um, I, with that, I just get to, I'm always in the hallways. I'm always checking in with them in an informal way. Um, it's just passing by, nodding at them. Hey, how was tennis last night? Hey, how are you doing? Um, just the informal conversations that you get to have that um, you don't really get to think about when you're not there. Um, the girls know my free periods and they know my schedule. Um, they know that I love to see them anytime. So there will be girls just dropping in at any point. Um, sometimes when I'm teaching, I have to um, say this is not volleyball time, but you know, during those free periods, I've really made a lot of connections with the girls. Um, just because, you know, just getting to spend extra time with them. That's basically all the same benefit. I'm just repeating myself. Sorry. Um, having resources right there. The, my AD is down the hall. Other head coaches are right down the hall. Anytime I need anything, um, you know, you don't want to send an email or make a phone call about, I get a lot of questions answered right then and there, which is amazing for me as a first year trying to figure everything out organization wise. Um, what else? Again, I, I'll, I'll piggyback on the, uh, yeah. on the on the kids in the classroom. I think one of the one of the things that that I harp on our kids about, and in letting making sure parents know, is that all the time I spend in the weight room, I get to see what they're like when they're working. You know, and and you have the benefit of seeing what a kid is like in class. They they can they can smile and they can be you know Johnny on the spot or or Susie on the spot when it comes to things that are going on in volleyball, but they aren't turning their homework in, in your chemistry class. And there are three assessments behind. And now you get a different side of uh, how things are. And, and the hard part for kids is understanding that you can see all of that and how all of that is related and how all of that is important. So you getting to see different perspectives firsthand, um, I think is a, is a huge benefit for being in the building. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, go ahead. No, I I was really interested in how having your AD just down the hall has really assisted you in your growth this last 
last year. I bother him a lot, almost daily. Your, uh, your classmate listens to this every once in a while. And I'm sure she, knowing you were, you were on, she will, she will listen in. So she can keep him good as to what we talked about. COVID being one of them. <laughs> what other benefits? Do you have any other benefits that you've got? Oh yeah. Um, what about like, uh, just like the X's and O's during seasons, I can have, during season, everyone knows where my classroom is. I can have film, I can have meetings. Um, I do like a study hall every Friday morning in there. Like they don't, really have an excuse you know if they need something they know where I'm at and when I'm there um I know Jill talked about like she's even in town but just the driving time and I just have so much extra time um I don't have to commute anywhere even if it just is five minutes I can I can send a lot of emails in five minutes so um just having that little bit of extra time um the advocates are really awesome and they let me have ninth period off so I'm always ready to go for practice. And well, last year it took a lot more time because I was sanitizing everything and making sure all that protocol was um, ready to go, but it really feels productive. Like we're ready to go. A lot of high schoolers have ninth off anyway. So we're like practice is actually starting on time. We're being productive right at 345. Um, makes a big difference. Uh, just a just a caveat we we don't let you have ninth period off there's a whole process to that so it's just because of of that process that you have ninth period off uh-huh thank you for clarifying okay well i asked i asked you for ninth period off and you give it to me so um thank you one of the things that that tom talked about last week was the the fact that you know being in the building from his his perspective and helping dustin is is somebody having a bad day or, you know, Hey, I just ran into this kid and, and things weren't going well. And he sends a text to Matt Rampton about track practice and things like that. You get to have that happen firsthand where you can see those things and you can see a girl who is upset or a girl who is, is um, extremely happy about something that's going on. You get to see that firsthand and you don't have to rely on anybody else to do it. I think that's, that's huge. Communication, right? There's right. another piece, face-to-face -face communication, ensuring um, they get what it is that you are talking about when it comes to, you know, a, a practice change or a, a bus time change or anything. Um, I think that's also a big one, you know, and those are some of the things that we talked about last week that were negatives, you know, obstacles for yes. Jill, yes. Um, but, but now from your end, being in the building, you get to, you get to see the, the benefit of it. What else you got? Do you have any other benefits to being in the building? Um, well, I think along with me getting to see more of them besides volleyball, they get to see me. Like same thing, but switched. Um, so they see what I do. Hey, Mary. <laughs> uh, what I do all day, every day. Um, I have a life besides volleyball. I know like when I was in high school, I really um, thought, you know, my teachers and coaches were only teachers and coaches, but they get to kind of see all the hats that I wear throughout the day. And, um, that's nice. That's just more personable. Um, but so it kind of, it kind of goes both ways there. Just, yeah, I'll just throw, being present is the biggest thing. Throw another one your way. Um, I, I think, so when something does come up, rather than having to call, you know, like in Dustin's case, he's got to call Tom. And then Tom has to handle it or, you know, Jill has to call um, Katie in the office 
or somebody else, you can just handle it. And you don't have to rely on somebody else. You don't have to communicate with somebody else about what it is that you need done. You can just take care of it. And I think that that is a huge benefit um, for being in the building. Scalin, you got anything else? Well, sorry about the dog. She was sitting here very politely and all the bones were put away. So we didn't have any gnawing or anything else going on. And I think a cat walked across the old slider door. So sorry about that. No, I, I don't have anything else. I, I think Jenica, Jenna, Jenna Carpunk, Jenna was very eloquent in everything she said. Excellent. Um, how about some of the biggest obstacles or, or bigger obstacles for being in the building? Um, I had to think about this one for a while, but I honestly, the only thing I can really think of would be, um, which is not very clever because it's just the opposite of what Jill said, um, as her benefit is that you get that break. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I talked about like wearing the different hat. Okay, now I'm a chemistry teacher. Now I'm a volleyball coach. Um, there's not always a break, uh, especially during season. Volleyball season is very short um, and very fast and a lot all at once. So I, um, even when I'm in the middle of teaching, I sometimes will get interruption. It's all volleyball all the time, kind of, because I'm always, I always have at least one volleyball player um, in the room that I'm teaching or otherwise. Um, so I guess that would be an obstacle, but I don't know. I don't really see that as much of a negative. I, I love it. So I would never give that up for anything. I've got, I've got a couple for you. And, and again, okay. it's, it's same hear. with, you know, talking with Jill, um, the, the getting a break, you know, being able to get away from everything that's going on there and, and removing yourself, I think is a good thing. So, you know, if you go all the way back to when Jeff Gravy talked about, what he does, you know, as far as when he gets an open period, he walks from the middle school all the way up to the high school. And that is a great stress reliever for him um, to get out of the building and, and move around. And I think, you know, what you do with, with Zoe, um, when you walk the halls and things like that, I think that's a, that's a key piece for you, but that's also a little bit of a break from everything that's going on. I would say another obstacle, and, and this is the one where we're very fortunate in the football world, where we have a game on a Friday night, well, we don't have to go to school the next day. You have a volleyball game, win or lose, you have to show up to school the next day. And sometimes that's not always, always fun for you, you know, especially if it was a late right, night right. or, you know, you lost in the fifth set um, and, and now you got to show up to school the next day. And how do you handle that? I think sometimes not having to be in school the very next day is, is a, is a benefit. So you being there the next day can sometimes be an obstacle. I think those things are the, are the ones. And then, you know, the same thing I said last week to Jill, the, the benefit for her not being in the building are those time wasters, you know, the drama that you have to deal with that, that just is silly or um, a, a small little issue that the kid probably should have handled on their own, but comes to you with it. And now you are dealing with it rather than them handling it. And it just, it, it drains on you from a time and, and, uh, emotional standpoint so those would be the ones that yeah. I would that's definitely I can see that being an obstacle. I don't I don't see that as much of an obstacle right now just because I'm I'm really still in the stage of I don't know these girls as well as I would like to sure. um especially the up like the upperclassmen I haven't taught so that 
like the more the better right now, you know, like whatever I can get from them is wonderful. <laughs> um, but I could definitely see that being a drawback, you know, when I'm not a first year coach. <laughs> Scallon, you so got a newbie. Well, I, so it's been a long time. Jenna Carpuck was very young, but when I was a head coach, um, I, to me, I relished that time. I, that was never a drawback. I, I enjoyed um, being out in the hallways, finding those kids, talking to those kids, doing those things. I think that was, if I was ever effective as a head coach, I think that's what helped me be effective. Um, now your second point, I totally agree with that. Which was what? Well, what'd you say? You said. Well, I think in all honesty, I mean, because we're in the tree of trust here, right? Yes. The the biggest difference between. Well, wait, and now, I don't know if Jenna's in the tree of trust. She's, yeah, she's there. sitting in Carlisle. The, the drama in 1999 and 2000 didn't involve social media like it does now. And, and you, and think about your role in the advocate's office, the dean's office, in the rabbit hole branch, that you can just get wound up in trying to figure out where something started. That to me is a significant piece of, in, at times, not all the time, but at times for wasting your time. Of yes. Trying to get to the bottom of it. That's all I'm well, saying. So, so number one, your second point, was about you play a game on Tuesday, you got to show up to school on Wednesday. Sure. My, my point was, I, so I felt better being able to go out. I love spending time doing that. And that doesn't, you know, everybody does their own thing, but that's that helped me be more affected. I, I didn't need the off time. And I totally understand if people do, you know, but um, in my current position, I think being a head coach would be impossible. Because there's okay. just times I'm pulled away. Well, and, and you think about, well, now we're going down a football piece, and I don't want to do that. You, you think about the way that we start practice, and, and there are times, even as late as we start individual, that you're, you're struggling to get to it because of something that blew up at the end of the day. I mean, it, it is, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, you would be an excellent head coach. However, in your current role, um, you, you wouldn't, you don't have the time to be a, a head coach. I mean, it just, it is, it's, it's not possible because all the things that you have to deal with. So. Um, well, and you might as well tell everybody you've been looking for a different defensive coordinator for the last few years. You're so dumb. And, <laughs> you know, I, I apologize how things were, but. Whoa, be Tom. That's one of my favorite things is whoa, be Tom. No, it's not. You like it when I'm, Judgmental, angry Tom. But Woby Tom is also one of my favorite times. Also okay. one of my favorite times. I like the different sides of Tom's Kelly. So <laughs> let's, let's if, if you're okay with it, let's move from obstacle to now relationships. Talk about what you do to build relationships with the girls that are in volleyball during the summer. What are your summer activities? And obviously, you know, year one is going to look significantly different than year two. But what do you, what do you, yeah. what did you do? And what do you have planned for the relationship side when it comes to summer activities? Okay, so summer, big deal in volleyball, much like every other fall sport. Um, 
you know, like I told you, volleyball's very short and it's right away when school starts and you only get like eight weeks of games. So um, basically in my mind, volleyball starts June 1st. It doesn't, obviously it's not required till later, but that's the way I think of it. I'm in volleyball mode as soon as school gets out. Um, so last summer, I, it was just a whirlwind. Um, you know, I got hired and it was awesome, but I, you know, I feel like 50 my energy was COVID protocol and I was so scared that we were all going to occur. Um, I wasn't going to be following something properly. Everything was just so weird. I don't have to tell anybody that. Um, so I did my best. Uh, I just was really present. I just stayed with the basic, like show up, do the open gym, you know, three times a week, be there. I don't even know these girls. I only knew maybe 20% of them at that point. Um, just show, literally just showing my face, being kind, being there, um, showed up to a lot of strength and conditioning, um, because we didn't have like, it's, uh, great following with strength and conditioning for volleyball in the past. Um, so right away, I saw that was a huge thing that I was like, I, you know, if I tell them to go, I gotta be there. Um, so just being there now, right. Um, obviously try to make, you know, it's just an open gym. So you got this plan, but, um, and you, you coach them on the physical stuff a little bit, but I really just wanted to make connections with them as best I could. So all those one-on-one -on -one conversations that I could, I was squeezing them in, but I just feel like I blinked a few times and the summer was over and it was already season. So that's not really the greatest example. Um, but I can tell you what I plan to do this summer. Let's hear it. Let's um, hear it. so like schedule wise, you know, we have the strength and conditioning four times a week. We have open gym three times a week. Um, we are doing, I'm kind of I'm trying to really, really take a lot of feedback from the girls um, and from other coaches and just learn what they're doing. Um, kind of just be a sponge right now, but the girls really love going outside and playing volleyball. They play sand volleyball, like on the city of Norwalk courts sometimes. Um, so I set up like a one day a week, we're going to the sand courts and it's technically like an open gym, you know, I'll coach them a little bit. It's really good conditioning too, but mostly they're just out there to have fun. Um, and, my intention is that yes, they get some volleyball touches, but it's also like a team bonding kind of experience. That's something I can share with right. them because my coach was a beach coach. Yeah. Time out. So this is my ignorance about volleyball. Is this like, so if you play basketball outside, there's lots of, you know, elements change the game. It's different. Is this similar to a volleyball? I mean, why do they like outside versus inside? Is it um, sand? Is... Obviously sand I know is different, but. I'm wondering about the differences. Yeah, it's just it's just sand volleyball. Like I guess I said all outside. There's grass volleyball too, but it's just sand that we're worried about. When you when you, know, you play... like shooting a basketball, shooting a basketball, if it's windy, it changes everything. It changes your game. I mean three inches to yes. the left. Are you talking are you asking me to like say the differences? Well, can I yeah, ask this no, question? I, I'm really interested in like so when we played outside basketball, it was if it's windy, you got to take it to the hole and there's no other. Yeah. That's how you got to do. But when you play right. sand volleyball, is it still six on six? Um, it can be, but not always. Okay. Um, like the teams that I play on, we play fours. Um, so okay. it just depends. But So tonight you played four, four v four. Tonight I played sixes, but the other okay. teams I'm on played four. Okay. We play fours. When you <laughs> play four on four, do you feel like you cover enough ground? Okay, I will 
let me start by saying, regardless of how many people are on the court, it sand is hard. Sand volleyball okay. is really hard. Okay. Because we have all these really tall girls that have a high vertical and it doesn't matter when you're on the sand because you can't get off the ground. So you have to put thing put emphasis on um, ball control, not just sheer athleticism. She can get off the ground. Um, so it's a lot tougher and conditioning wise, obviously it's hard to move your feet when you're stuck in the sand. Um, or when you're diving after a ball and trying to get up real quick. Um, How about uh, team camps? Are you doing any team camps? Yes, we're doing team camps. We're doing, we're going to Nebraska, University of Nebraska, um, Lincoln for, it's an overnight. It's like three nights, three nights, four days, three and a half days. Yes, I'm a big Nebraska fan and I don't want to hear anything about it. You with your Iowa sticker in the background. <laughs> I love it. Husker volleyball forever. But we do have Three a lot nights. of girls that are, are what? You, are you staying up all night and are you chaperoning? Uh, is there any other chaperones? <laughs> yes, there's other chaperones. I cannot handle that by myself. We're taking two teams. We're not doing, we're doing a two teams. Um, so most of our, uh, all of our 11th and 12th graders can be there. And then some of our sophomores too. So it's, I'm really excited to get to like, a, it's kind of completely out of the box. We've never done anything like this before in the volleyball program. And it's something very high level. Um, they'll, you know, they'll get to meet those Nebraska athletes. A couple of them like have played club around a few of those girls. So they really look up to them. And then obviously just like any other team camp, just hearing from someone else and hearing from those awesome coaches, coaches, like it's really beneficial. And a lot of high level um, competition while you're there too. Yes. It's the different thing. competition. Yeah. yeah. And, and by the way, I've been to a couple of Nebraska football camps. My, uh, my brother-in-law did the play-by-play -play for a lot of years. Oh, really? Interesting. He does the Brewers now, but yes. That's how I started becoming a Nebraska fan. Yeah, that's he, impressive. He does the Brewers now? Paul almost cried. What's his name? Lynn Grindle. Like, so on the, he must be on the uh, radio. Yes. Yeah, okay. So does he work? Yes. Okay, and I know that this is terrible, but does he work for Fox Sports Wisconsin? No. No. Did, Did you hear my husband just answer that? Because I didn't know. <laughs> but no, the answer is no. Does he work for the Brewers? Yes. Yes. Okay, so here we go. Are you ready for this connection? What's your husband's name? Can we just have him join you at this moment? The Yes. Fox Sports Wisconsin, so the TV side of the Brewers, has a young lady by the name of Sophia Minert that works for them. And so she does Bucks and Brewers because she works for Fox Sports Wisconsin. Okay, I'm done. Who's Anyways. Sophia's dad? Sophia's dad is Alan Minert. Um, who's, who's Alan Minert? Who's an absolutely wonderful human being and was my Spanish teacher and head football coach in high school. Anyway, that's where okay, I was going. You lost me. It doesn't matter. I love the Brewers. That's what matters. Uh, my husband said. My husband says that's awesome. Yeah. I don't really. I you lost me, but he says that's awesome. So, but that's Thank the his, anyway. That's the history of. Thank how you, I Chris. Okay. Well, Jenna, he was he was connecting with you on a different level because it's that's about okay. the Brewers and he loves the Brewers. So that's okay. We'll we'll just move on. We'll scoff at that. We'll move on. 
What else for the <laughs> summer do you work on? Um, well, I talked about strength and conditioning. I talked about camps. I talked about open gym. Um, uh, we're going to do some like team bonding stuff. What do you have planned for that? I didn't talk about that yet, specific? did I? Nope. Do you have anything specific that you have planned for that? And if it, you need to, Not. you can roll right into the things that you're going to do in the season because that's the next piece that we're going to talk about. What are you doing during yes. the season to build relationships? Well, I need to do I need to do some of the team bonding stuff in the summer um, because those girls do like they're working really hard. And I feel like the only time they see each other in the summer, some of them, the only time they see each other, they're just like busting their butt in a gym, you know. Um, and I know I already brought this up like twice, but volleyball comes really fast and ends really fast. So, um, I think getting them together in a different setting is really important in the summer. And I learned from the podcast last week that I should, um, like actually schedule that way in advance and be specific about it. So I'm working on that already. Wait, Uh, our podcast taught you something? Yeah. Thanks, Jill. We didn't. This is Jill did. Virtual high five, Paul. Yeah, Jill, Jill <laughs> took care of that. We will take credit for it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then it was building relationships in the season, right? right. That's the next, That's the next piece. Yep. Okay. What do you do during the season to help with that? Um, well, during the season, um, you know, we have games two to three times a week, plus, you know, a two-hour practice, plus when you have games two to three times a week, I, I really don't place a ton of emphasis on like other teams film, but I like to watch ours uh, at least once a week, but you, you feel like you got to get some film in there if you're playing three good opponents or, you know, two conference games in the same week. So that's another thing. Plus these kids, a lot of them are just starting these high school classes and they're in eight different classes. So they're very, very, very go, go, go busy. Um, quick question, quick question. Yeah. Does huddle breakdown film, uh, you know, all I know is football and soccer. So what do, what does huddle do for you as far as breaking down film? Um, it's not great yet. It's getting there though. Um, so like this past season, I do know a couple of coaches that used it for like the huddle assist, um, but it was not completely accurate I feel like they're getting better (laughs) um so I'm really hopeful about them being able to do like an actual breakdown I've seen snippets of it but I honestly I haven't really used it because I'm not very patient if it's not if I can't put my confidence in it completely then I'm just going to do it myself is is each point like like soccer we can say show us all of the corner kicks that occurred you can't say show me every spike that occurred in a Okay. Not yet. Um, each point is a, is, They're a, starting is a clip, off. right, though? Each point is a clip? Yes. And the, the, So it's not like basketball where it runs until there's a dead ball. It is every, every time. Right. Clip. Okay. And then yes. how do they, do they do it set one, set two, set three, set four, set five, so that you could distinguish between, geez, they got whooped in this set, so I just want to watch all of these clips here yeah. for, for the second set, because that's when they get, okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. What else yep. do you do in season for? Yeah. Um, Can you tell she's building? being interviewed by two football coaches who are just, <laughs> yeah. trying to know, what's the huddle breakdown? Yeah. How do you work huddle? <laughs> yeah. I, um, 
so basically my point was they are really, really, really busy and they're very tired. They're, those girls are exhausted. Um, and I'm exhausted <laughs> during volleyball. And like you talked about those late nights, and then we expect them to be like completely on at 8:25 the next morning and like ready to go. Um, so honestly, I don't do, I mean, there's nothing extra besides practices um, and maybe film and it's study table if they need it. That's been optional in the past, just because like we didn't have any, I didn't have to watch the eligibility stuff as closely. I, I mean, I still did, but have a little more requirement for that this year. But besides that, I can't, I cannot, I don't feel right about requiring any, anything else during the week, especially, or even on the weekend, they just, they just don't get a break. Um, so volleyball's, if you count two a days, it's 11 weeks. So it's about eight weeks of games. Um, and that's, you know, 50% of your weekends too. So, so it's, you, it's a lot. If you had your choice, would you want it to be more like football where, you know, every Friday we play a game and we can regiment our whole week and, and we do. Uh, I wonder this, would coaches want that? Because you could do more things or not. You, you have more time to break down film or not. I mean, I wonder if coaches want that. I, Coach Larson always talks to me. Chris is like, you know, best thing about losing on Tuesdays, we get to play on Friday, you know, that he can. Yeah. That's a great question. I've never thought about that, but no, my answer is no, I would not, I wouldn't want it like that. Um, so if you think about in a game of volleyball, which you two are frequently in that situation, right? You, um, yes. you don't, you don't have a choice. You have to go, go, go. Like there's no, there's no stopping to reflect. There's no like, oh, maybe I could think for five seconds about what I could do differently next time. That's not, that doesn't happen during the game. It's too fast. Um, there's too much going on. So, you know, if you put that into the whole season perspective, that's really how it is. Um, not that the reflection and the corrections are not important, but that's just how the game of volleyball is. And you have to be able to just keep going, just keep going. Um, I don't know. Did I explain that? Well, I don't know. I don't think it would be good. To, well, I would that, never that question for a whole week. I mean, that catches you off guard. I just, no, it's one of the things I wonder about with, with a lot of sports that I have to play. You know, I do it in soccer. And sometimes I wonder, would it be nice to just play one game a week and really, and I then will. I'm looking at, kids and the kids are like no let's play another game let's play another game so, I, will, yeah, and also, I will say yeah. from my end watching all the other sports the the inconsistency of the game schedule is the piece that would drive me the most nuts if if yeah. we played every week tuesday friday in basketball I, I okay i can live with that but when you go one week monday tuesday and then the next week you go tuesday Friday, Saturday, and then the next week you just go Tuesday because you have the buy on Friday, and then the next week you go Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday because you had to make up. That's where I start to struggle. And the same thing with, in my opinion, for volleyball. If you go every Tuesday, Thursday, or you go Monday, Thursday, whatever it is that the schedule is, if it's consistent all the way through, I would yeah. say yes. But it's the one week where you have four games. It's the next week, and and we talked about this in soccer. Scanlon, remember that when when you were back to back with. Ames and then Dallas Center Grimes. Why do you have to go back to back? You, those are the only two games you had all week. Why couldn't you have gone Monday, Thursday with that? But 
I would like to see consistency. In yes, definitely. Days a week, definitely whether it's three agree. days a week, whatever. So. And well, in the other positive pieces, we got 36 games. Um, you know, so you're talking about, you know, we don't want our kids to focus on wins and losses. We want to talk about other types of growth and improvement, right? So um, why not, you know, get as many opportunities to play as you can? You know, we got to play all these ranked 5A teams and that was way more growth than whatever our win-loss record was against them. You know what I mean? Just getting to see variety is huge benefit too oh yeah we totally see that because i've been the assistant coach for paul patterson who likes to schedule anybody he can that's rated <laughs> uh, actually i've been the assistant coach for dustin crawlick for many years and he schedules all comers as well so yeah I, you're right in that vein jenna you're you're growing right with them you schedule sure. everything that's really good and just take all the beatings you can i think that's called great mentoring I think is what that's Yes, called. it is. Um, what about <laughs> in school still, but off season? So, you know, you're talking November, December through the end of the school year. What do you do for building relationships there? So again, I have not even had one full like year calendar year of this, but so far um, I've been a little surprised at how much I've gotten from my girls in the off season. Um, you know, I think in the past, it was kind of just like, all right, volleyball's over, see you next, see you in the summer. Um, that's kind of how it was in high school for me, at least. Um, and that's kind of a trend just with a short season. But I've been, it's, a, it's my favorite right now because the girls don't have um, pressure of thinking of, you know, they're thinking about volleyball, they're excited about volleyball, they tell me that all the time. But they're also not, they're worried about other things. I really do love <laughs> to see them um, play their other sports and see what else they're involved in. I love learning about that. I love getting, I feel like I can get to know them besides volleyball, right? Um, not just when I have them in class, but, um, you know, going to grad parties and like doing, um, some team bonding stuff that doesn't have to do with the three games that we have coming up this next week or whatever it has just been huge for me getting to know them and me making relationships or solidifying the relationships with them, I guess. Um, I was surprised at how many girls, I was actually kind of embarrassed. This could fit into the confessional category. Um, I was actually kind of embarrassed with like, you know, with COVID I had to have a varsity practice, then a JV practice separate. Yes, COVID. Sorry. Thank you. Thank um, COVID. I misspoke, but I could not. That's a big deal to not have JV and varsity in the same gym at the same time. That's a really big deal because it is hard to decide who's going to be on that varsity roster because it's so uh, just the pace of the game. It, it makes it's it fluid. Yes. And and I, uh, yes. We just kind of, yes, very fluid. Um, need different girls for different opponents and things, but I, going back to my original point, I was kind of a little bit embarrassed about how many girls, um, after season I made these connections with, and I was like, wow, I really didn't know that much about them. Or I just focused on the volleyball part. And, you know, I can blame that on all sorts of things. I got, I got hired later than, you know, than ideal, what was ideal, or it was COVID or, you know, they had a separate JV practice I wasn't at, but 
honestly, it's been really helpful for those girls that I maybe didn't get to connect with. Um, especially the upperclassmen that I didn't get, or I never will get in class in the classroom setting. So what are, what are some of your favorite right now, as far as activities, as far as you know, building relationships um, with the, with the girls? Some of my favorites, what? Can some you of your that? favorite activities that, that, like, for instance, last time we talked with Jill, we, we talked yes. about their, their little fundraiser that they do for Blank Children's Hospital, where they raise money and then they take the kids out shopping and then they go eat lunch or team camp. Yes. You know, what, are, what are your favorite relationship building activities with the girls? Um, okay. Again, haven't done a lot. Couldn't do anything extra with COVID. So I know you guys are sick of me saying that already, but um, that's been my life for a year. So, but my favorite thing we did get to do once. Um, kind of twice we I like to watch have them over um and watch some college volleyball Not so they have to drive to Carlisle for this yeah they do I know it's a bummer it's like 12 minutes it's a real hassle um that's messed up but I know I know <laughs> but anyway gosh you guys stick yep, to yep. the schedule yeah, <laughs> we're trying we're trying <laughs> So I like. Wait, we I forgot like that you're that. really I organized and you like organization. We forgot. We're we're sorry. So college volleyball. Good. Okay. Okay. Now. I'm. I'm yeah. assuming it was a Nebraska game. Uh, so higher level volleyball. I like to come. I like to have them come over, watch that. Not just because it that maybe sounds bad at first, not just because it's like, oh, this is what you could be someday, or you're all going to go to college for a lot. Not because of that, just because it's something that's really, really entertaining to watch, no matter who it is, I think. Um, and it just kind of reignites like their passion in the game a little bit when it doesn't directly have to do with them. Um, plus like having them over to my house is fun. They think my daughters are great and stuff. So just like the personal side of it is fun too. Um, so that's one thing. Um, I think it's also important that, to point out, I, you know, when, when you take a look at kids nowadays, they have a very difficult time watching a game to learn. Most of the time they watch a game or a sport to be entertained as opposed to, to the learning piece. So you inviting them over, which is, which is an excellent idea, bringing them over to, to the house for, you know, the personal side of things, but then also, you're there to maybe help point out some things like, did you see what she did there? Did you see what that girl did there? Did you see what they were doing to trying to defend, you know, whatever that, that serve was versus what that um, play down the, whatever. I mean, all of those little things um, help people out just a little bit. And we find that yeah. oftentimes in football where kids don't watch football. And so they don't, they don't know what good football looks like because they haven't seen it. So I think it's good. Scan, what did you have yeah, to say? Yeah, that's you definitely. I I remember a specific conversation I had with. Um, sorry, you froze. Okay, a specific conversation we had was like the referee. Someone was a player was really causing a scene about some call that the ref had made, and that's something that I really stress with my girls, which I. I kind of hope, I hope we all do. I think we all do, but um, 
is that they were really, you know, coaching staff and players on the court at that time were really blaming the ref. And it just looked terrible when you're watching as a complete outsider. Um, it looked really awful on that team and even on that coaching staff. So that was just nice to point out just something that I don't have time to point out all the time. Um, yeah, but that was just an example. That was just one of the specific conversations we had. Scott, what were, what was your question? Sorry, you froze. So I interrupted you. No, I, I never had a question. Um, something Paul said that I disagreed with that I, I'll discuss with him tomorrow. I, I don't know. I think there was less to learn about football 20 years ago. I think it was, I don't mean it that way. I just think in sports in general, I think we, the analytics around sports is so much greater now and the information you get now is so much greater. Um, it was so much for football. It was so much gap control. Now you have people spreading the field. There's just so many different things. So when you're sitting there saying kids don't, watch football i think they have so many more things to learn and no classroom in which to learn okay that, that, that's a fair statement fair statement now, and i wonder if that applies to volleyball and other sports the same way yeah i, I bet it does it carries over um but really other than that that's the only thing that i've done like team bonding wise i haven't been able to have you know team dinners, things like that, except, I mean, my favorite thing is honestly just kids stop, athletes stopping by during my free periods and like chatting with me. That seems so simple, but it makes a really big difference and it completely makes my day, you know, whether something's wrong or something's going great or has to do with volleyball or not, but that's just, that's my favorite thing. Well, of all. I think it's really cool that you do, you know, them stopping by. Sorry, we're all freezing on each other right now. I think it's yeah. really cool that you have the team over and they spend time with your family. Cause I think initially when I was a coach, I was kind of, I got to go coach and you can't come with me family. And as I've gotten older, I, you know, now I want to bring them along. And they're like, no, I don't want to go with you. But I think that's a, a, a thing to continue to, I think all of our coaches should, you know, bring their kids along, show them what's going on, you know, have the kids participate in whatever way they can, whether that's just hanging out or helping in some way. I think that's a good thing that you do, especially for a very young coach. Where do you? Uh... Yeah. Well, I mean, it's me. Sorry. I'm pausing. Uh, I'm pausing. <laughs> um, but it's kind of me just being selfish too. You know, my daughters are little and they're toddlers and I miss them. So if they'll come to open gym with me and just sit there, then I'm taking them and they're just going to grow up in a gym and they're going to have to deal with that. They seem to like it so far. So I'm going with it. I, I think if, if we could go all the way back to 2000 and you could hear the, the speech that Mike Scogan gave the night that we were getting ready to play Pella um, about his son, Andrew. Um, it to, to the team about how, when, when, you know, you, you think about they're just in high school and, you know, whatever, but to his son, that group of seniors and that group of players that year were his heroes. You know, that's who he looked up to. So, you know, when, when you say you're being selfish, I think at the same time, 
your daughters are going to find an awful lot of people to be fans of and, and connect with. And I think that's going to have a greater impact on them than just you being at home. No offense, you know, but I, I think involving yeah. them and, and giving them, giving them other people to look up to and to interact with and to build those relationships with is going to be, it's going to be tremendous, not only for you, but also for your high school girls and for your two girls at home. I, it's just a, it's a great way to do it. You remember going to practice how many years ago and trying to yeah. tackle, what is he, three? And he's trying to tackle Brady Bransfield? Yep, yep. Go, uh, princess, I do believe is how you referred to it. Well, I, I referred to him as princess, but that's not that's not correct, no. Um, but uh, yeah, Hugh at three grabs his leg and Brady's like, what am I supposed to do? I'm like, you're supposed to go down. It's just that. <laughs> All good things. Really is. I mean, anytime you can have that interaction, it's really good. Where do you think you need help when it comes to the relationship side and, and building that? Um, also something I thought a lot about. I think <laughs> this is not something that is tangible or anybody can necessarily help me with, but I just need more time. <laughs> I just need more time to get to know them. I just need... I, I really want to know every single player and I'm just not being very patient about it right now. I just, it's going to take a few years before I develop that trust and that respect and those relationships where all the girls want to come to me um, during my free period or whatever it may be. Um, but I, I just feel so rushed all the time during volleyball season, especially, and even during the summer that I just don't don't have time or I don't find windows to make time like I don't find those um, opportunities to make time to get to know them if that makes sense sure sure you either of you two have final thoughts any final thoughts on this part no I I thought Jenna explained herself very well well that's good that's good okay we're going to move on to the history piece, and, and this is a little bit different tonight just because of, of and I, I'll get to why um, doing it, but we're going to do, we're going to do history with a little positive in there, and then we're going to turn around and do a full separate positive like we normally do. Okay, so tonight um, we, we had uh, beginner warrior camp, which is kindergarten, first and second graders. We had 56 of them kids running around, and I had to leave early because um, I had to, I had to take care of some duties um, for myself. And I went and presented the Ed Thomas Award, which is the Faith Family and Football Award to a young man from West Des Moines Valley. And so the history piece is, is basically Ed Thomas. Um, that's the one piece that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about. And of course, Ed Thomas on June 24th, 2009 was shot and killed by a former player in the weight room. And I, and I just want to make sure that, that that's emphasized. A former player in the weight room and, he, and of course he did that in front of in front of kids um that were there and i don't remember how many kids were there and then also you know one of the first responders that that was on the call was his wife um and and when she got on scene they ended up moving uh, her out of the way and not letting her go in and see him first um to take care of that he was 58 years old um, when he was killed in in 2009 and the legacy that he left, you know, all the years that he was at, at Applington Parkersburg, 
um, was, was really significant and had a great impact on, on everyone around him. Um, and I can tell you, knowing his brother as well as I do, uh, he, Ed, and I did not know Ed. Ed, Ed was an absolutely fantastic human being. Um, and he was 292 wins, 84 losses um, in his 34 years at Applington Parkersburg. And he had two state titles when he was there. Um, one of the things, one of the better things that the Iowa Football Coach Association does is they, they have the, the Ed Thomas Award and they give that to um, a deserving senior in each of the different classifications and you have to apply for it. You have to fill out an application. Basically, um, you have to have some references and then you also have to have answer, answer questions in an essay form. Um, and I fortunate enough that I get to serve on the, on the four, well now the 4A, I don't know what it'll be next year. I don't know if I'll go move to 5A or stay in 4A, but uh, I'm on the 4A committee to review those, which is part of the reason why I wanted to, I wanted to be at the presentation um, tonight for that. And it is, it is a absolutely awesome honor. And it is a, a huge positive um, from our end, you know, in the Iowa Football Coach Association that, that we continue to help Ed's legacy live on for all the things that he stood for and all the things that he did. Um, and so the young man gets a plaque, the young man gets a certificate, and he also gets a check uh, that the uh, Brothers Market um, helps uh, fund and Brothers Market is owned by Jared DeVries and his and his brothers, which is why it's called Brothers Market. And of course, Jared was an Abilene Parkersburg grad, Iowa grad, and then played for the Detroit Lions for a long time. And he was the current head football coach at Clear Lake. Um, and, and then Valley High School also gets a certificate that they get to put in their trophy case and, and keep on display on, in honor of, of uh, Drew winning the award. So that was the history and the, and the um, and the positive together on that side. And now just the straight positive tonight um, is graduation. You know, you, you think back to a year ago where we were, uh, graduation got po postponed and postponed and postponed. And then finally, you know, lots of restrictions to it and, and got to have it in the stadium. And this year, you know, just based on the way that things worked out when it came to changes in uh, policy, public policy, um, got to have it in the stadium and you know basically restrictions were lifted as far as number of participants or a number of spectators that could be there and just what a great job and thank goodness the weather was good enough you know the rain didn't hit um too bad and it was a um it was a great day and i think everybody was very appreciative of being able to go through that ceremony and, and how awesome it is and so great job out of out of you great job out of out of the administration and, and then the rest of your office, you know, with Jessica and Jessica and, and Marla and you um, getting things taken care of. So that graduation was a was a huge positive. You two have anything to add there? Yes, I love it. Yes, let me add that um, Kelly Allman and Caitlin Dean oh, yes. have a lot to do with graduation. Yep. They run graduation more than we do as far as all the lists and the names and everything else. So we'd be remiss not to say that they were the the biggest part of that and uh chris you know mr basinger put out plans about how we were going to run graduation and had some new ideas and some of those ideas made it run very very well it was it was uh it was a good day you know and despite the rain and we had we had several things come up snafus no big deal things we couldn't have predicted 
And we just kept rolling with it. And I had a parent say, gosh, you guys, every time something didn't go your way, you had a response. And I'm like, we're well-trained this year. <laughs> Very true. Very true. We all are. I thought it was awesome. You know, and, and for me, um, being able to see, you know, the, the reaction of the kids and, and whether they want to admit it or not, I think they're very appreciative of the fact that, that everything was on schedule. Didn't have to postpone, didn't have to change anything. Everything was good. And we got to be at home um, instead of having to go to, to uh, Indianola. And I think that also is a good thing, you know, and as we move forward, hopefully we'll continue to have it outside. And then once the MPEC is built, um, have that option to, to have it here and not have to worry about yeah, it. I, I, Love right it. now, I think uh, our staff, our administrative staff are pushing for outside all the way. Yeah, it, it just, it was. NPEC would be the fallback, but. It was great. I, just, I think outside is, um, I really like it. And I've been through 20 graduations as an administrator and 24 graduations as I was the ribbon cutter for several years. So think um, it's a it's a good practice and and being able to have it at home I, I think that's tremendous for our kids and that's and that's a huge huge totally piece for us um yep. so for me you know that the ed thomas award was was uh it, it's an honor to to be able to present that and and it's an absolutely fantastic award um that the ifca gives out and and um I can tell you that as I stood there, my voice may not have been shaking, but my legs were were shaking. Um, just so you know, the difference in attendance between um, Albia, uh, Pella Christian, and then Valley are significant. Um, and also, so you know, tonight was the first time that I flew solo on presenting the award. Um, typically, I'm the wingman. I let Ken Winkler um, speak, and then or I have uh, Steve Milder speak. And I stand there and I give the plaque and I shake the hand of the kid when he comes up. Tonight, it was all me. Um, had to read everything and then also had to present the plaque and, and everything. So uh, it was, there Just, was a different I, level of nerves. I hope the audience was paying attention because sometimes you get fired up if they're not paying attention to you. No, I was, I read my, I'm not joking. I was locked in on my script. I read it and I was done. Um, the bad thing is, they left, the podium had zero space for anything. So the table behind it, and I was second to present, the table behind it had all of their awards still on it. So I took a tiny little corner, set the plaque, set the certificates, set my glasses case down on there, got my glasses out, get them on, I read, I'm done. And as I'm trying to leave, all I could do was keep apologizing to the guy because I was taking forever to put everything back together to get out of the way. It was, it was an awkward moment at the end, but we got it done. Yeah, it, it probably feels like come and go when you're using your card and there's a line like six people deep. <laughs> yep, yep, very similar, <laughs> very similar. Okay, so a little recap. Um, if there's anything that you are you know, extra judgy on, I'd love to hear about it. Um, what's the favorite thing for you if you're an educator uh, for the end of the year? Um, and then any other feedback that you have, Jenna, I appreciate you coming on. And I know, you know, both of you, I appreciate both of you being up way past your bedtimes. Um, well, to she's stay getting on. Four, so she's hurting. Yeah. Well, I'm sure she'll have enough energy tomorrow as she stops down 17 times during the day to bother Jake. Um, so 
coming on and giving us the insight, you know, even, even though, I mean, you, you can keep saying that, you know, it's only my second year, you know, I'm first year, first time being through the season, second time going through a little bit of an off season, still a lot of insight there and, and a lot of um, experience and, and a different perspective, which is what we're looking for. So we appreciate that very much. Um, anything else that you have? Fizzes? Did you want to say anything else in closing about fizzes? Okay, thank you so much for having me on. I was very excited to be a guest. I feel honored. But we're never talking about Carlisle again. <laughs> Is this not even like business? I feel like I talked about Carlisle half the time because you made me. Fizzes? Did you, you want to talk ask about me Carlisle question? Okay, well, I'm, I'm not going to comment to because I don't want to be negative. Fair enough. Yeah, don't. That's good. Um, <laughs> And then also, I do one coach little... for Norwalk and listening. And you teach for us too. Yeah. Hey, well, there's an ice cream shop in Norwalk, FYI. Oh, Wendy's. He's a Shriner, by the way. Wendy is. Um, little side note: one of the one of the things, episode fifty is coming up. I think that's a fairly significant milestone. That'll be our non-teacher, teacher, not in the building, head coach next week um, at at fifty. And then also. If you've got anything that you want us to highlight as far as a positive, make sure you send that in to us so that we, we can highlight that. And, and again, I appreciate you clarifying and making sure that we knew that Caitlin and, and Kelly were significant pieces in the, in the graduation part. So I think that's good. And, and those two do a tremendous job up there in the front office running everything, you know, from attendance and then the, just the, the daily do's and don'ts and, and running the, the building, you know, up there, which is awesome. Again, thank you too. This was episode 49 of Talking the Walk. Misty May. I am Paul Patterson. It is May 26th. It is 10 14 p.m. Thank you for oh. listening. Good night. Good night. Closing time. Thank you for listening to the Talking the Walk podcast show.